please enjoy this presentation of the CUTV and Friends podcast. This podcast is a collaboration between California University Television, Cal Times Newspaper, and WCAL Radio. everybody, welcome into another new episode of Caton's Corner here on CUTV. As always, I'm your host, Tom Caton. I'm back. It's only been two weeks. <laughs> I told you I'd get back into that routine of filming a show every two weeks. I kept that promise uh, because, as you all know, the show is winding down to its final day here very quickly. Um, but if you did see at the opening of the show, you may have noticed a graphic that I created that said five shows left. And it's true. <laughs> including today's show, there's only five shows left until the final show of Kate's Corner, which I'm affectionately calling the farewell show, coincide with my farewell season. I know Gary doesn't want to hear it, but <laughs> it it's going to be happening. Uh, the farewell show is scheduled to be filmed the first week of May, May 4th, I believe. Um, so that's just under two months from now. I have my countdown for the number of days until graduation, which I believe is just about 60. Uh, <laughs> and I have my, of course, I have my countdown for the number of days until the final show. Um, I know I'm still filming at home for the time being, but I really do hope to try to get in the studio at least one last time. Uh, if arrangements can be made, we will find that out. But uh, other than that, I have got another great show planned today in a little bit. Um, I have some Cali professors joining me to talk about uh, some of the university's virtual events for Women's History Month this month, and uh, to talk about one particular event that will be happening uh, this week. Then later on in the show, uh, I have a little Cal Times family reunion. Um, I'll be talking with uh, Rachel Kruger, one of uh, good friends of mine, and a few other uh, Cal Times members to give me an update on what they've been doing since we last saw each other. Uh, but before we get into anything else, let's get into our first segment, uh, our favorite segment, at least my favorite segment. Uh, you all know what it is. Let's take a look at this week's memes of the week. We will go ahead and look at the first one. Me when I find out who's been spending all of my money. I'm the last person I would have suspected, but it was me all the time. <laughs> That's pretty much me. We will move on to the next one. Seeing work memes like uh, humor based on my pain. <laughs> for, those that, for those of you that know how I work at Arby's, I definitely relate to this one. <laughs> we will move on to the last one. When you're about to go to sleep, but your body does that fake fall thing. It happens to me pretty much on a nightly basis. I don't like it. <laughs> But uh, those are my memes of the week. Hope you enjoyed them. Don't forget, if you see a meme you think I should see, please send it to me. I know that was a rather quick uh, monologue, probably one of the fastest ones I've ever done. <laughs> but we need to take a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll be back with more Kent's Corner right after this. Stay tuned. The Vulcans are back in action, and CUTV has you covered. Baseball versus Wheeling. 
Baseball versus Walsh. Baseball doubleheader versus Slippery Rock. Baseball doubleheader versus Mercyhurst. Baseball doubleheader versus Clarion. Baseball doubleheader versus Seton Hill. Vulcan Softball, doubleheader versus Gannon. Softball doubleheader versus IUP. Softball doubleheader versus Slippery Rock. Softball doubleheader versus UPJ. Softball doubleheader versus Seton Hill. Vulcan Swimming Dual Meet versus St. Francis. Vulcan Tennis Match against Edinburgh. Follow all the action live on CUTV Sports 1. And for more information, check out CalVulcans.com. Have you seen the new Cal U Vulcan logo around? Have you wondered where to get gear featuring it? Then go to CalVulcans.com and click shop. Log on and browse a full selection of men's shirts, women's shirts, pullovers, hoodies, and more. All items feature customization with the new Cal U Vulcan logo and wordmark. The site also features a full selection of hats, tailgating items, and accessories. Don't be the last person to sport new Cal U Vulcan gear. Go to CalVulcans.com today. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, my next pair of guests are here to talk about uh, some a certain uh, virtual event that is scheduled for uh, this upcoming Thursday as part of the university's schedule of Women's History Month events. Everyone, please welcome Dr. Laura Tunerman and Dr. Kelton Edmonds. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Hello. Right. Well, nice, well. nice to see both of you. Hope. First and foremost, hope you all are doing well, staying safe, uh, having fun at home, <laughs> as most of us are. Um, so again, uh, just thank you for being here, taking time out of your schedule. I always find it exciting to have some professors come on my show because we students, we just connect with you all so much. Um, uh, so that's pretty much how we do it. That's the question we can go back and forth because um, I didn't want uh, to have you both separately because it'd be a little redundant to ask the same questions and possibly get the same answers. But uh, so we can ask a question if we want to go back and forth or whoever wants to answer first, it doesn't really matter. But um, so first of all, this Women's History Month event is taking place on Thursday, March 11th. Uh, what is it all about? Okay, I can start you out um, to tell you that the idea for this event came from the President's Commission on Women on Campus. And they were looking to put together Women's History Month, and they particularly wanted an event to honor the memory of Dr. Melanie Blumberg. Um, and they liked the idea of the last lecture, which is an honor often given to faculty members before they retire to really um, do one last lecture of their expertise. And of course, Dr. Blumberg didn't get that opportunity. So they suggested the idea of a reverse le last lecture where uh, people who knew her well could talk about what is it we could learn from her life that might be useful um, to all of us. Whether you know Dr. Blumberg or not, these are life's lessons that are, that are helpful um, because she, she did some pretty amazing things. So that was the idea for the event. And so uh, the event does take place March 11th, like I said, via Zoom. And what, what time is that happening for people to join? Looks like 11 to 12. 
11 to 12 noon. And there is a Zoom link in the announcements if you if you want to join us. Just look for um, it, it, the, the announcement, I think, is called A Life Well-Lived Lessons from Dr. Melanie Blumberg. So if you go there, um, you can get the Zoom link and join us. Yes, and there's also um, a list of the events on the Cal Times website as well, if you'd like to check all that out. Um, so uh, do you know all who else will be speaking at this event? Sure. So besides Dr. Edmonds and myself, um, we have uh, Dr. Ayanna Walker, who is from Health Sciences, and we have uh, Courtney Cochran, who's a CalU alumni um, with an undergraduate degree. She's class of 12 and then also class of 13. Um, and Liz Mims, who's the director of Dress for Success. So I know not many students might know Dr. Blumberg, but if I wanted, you wanted to um, just explain uh, who she was and all that. Yeah, uh, if, if, if Dr. Tournament doesn't mind me starting with this one, uh, first and foremost, she was the, the heart and soul of uh, what was the uh, history and political science department, which grew into the history, politics, and society department, which would grow to be the Department of Humanities. But um, she was, she, we, we, we're, we're such a highly functional, um, great department. And at the core of that was Dr. Blumberg, uh, who touched all. Um, so uh, she, she just uh, impacted so many people, uh, those members in the department, as well as so many students. Um, and uh, she just was so remarkable in all the things that she was able to do. Um, so uh, she, she meant a lot to so many people as um, she was the director of a, a number of um, committees, uh, the American Democracy Project. She was advisor to a number of uh, student organizations. And um, she just, she, she did so much and had a, such a profound impact uh, on campus in terms of voter registration. Uh, the list goes on in programming. Uh, the, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, she was a professor of political science with a specialty in American politics, and I think that gave her a lot of her um, interest in activities. That's where a lot of her publications were about parties and elections. But as Dr. Edmonds mentioned, she did so much more um, and sort of served as an example for um, her students, but also for lots of staff and faculty members of um, what one could do in a life well lived um, in terms of supporting others, in terms of volunteering, in terms of civic engagement. Um, and so in this program, we, we're going to talk about all those kinds of activities. I know I was fortunate to meet Dr. Blumberg and uh, during my sophomore year, because I took a class with her. And I know I, I was never really interested in voting and registration and all that stuff. But taking that class with her, I know we had to go out and participate, like be on the front line, like ask people, encourage them to register to vote. And I would say she was a very kind professor. She was always there to help. And after taking that class, it did get me a little bit more interested with political science and all that. And so I definitely, as you two described what she did, um, yes, it did help me learn and understand a whole lot more. And I know she will be missed by so many people. Did either one of you get to personally know her during your time? Well, I was on the committee who hired her, so I feel like um, she was a, a friend from the start, and um, her office was next to mine, so we always talked. And, and since her passing, 
Um, I've taken over the American Democracy Project, and I'm actually really glad to hear, Tom, that you, you have now become um, a registered voter because that hard work continues, right? We have an election coming up in May, um, and one of the things we'll say at the end of this event and every event that I'm at is that, you know, we still support students registering to vote, students um, figuring out vote. There's a, there's a, a spot on the university website that gives you all that information. And she started those kinds of things. And so we sort of worked in supportive ways for a long time. And now um, we're trying to continue that effort. So um, you're a success story and I hope there are a lot more out there. Yeah. Um, you, you didn't have a choice. Uh, whether uh, to get to know Dr. Blumberg or not. Uh, she was so inviting that, uh, I mean, of course, in the department, she welcomed everybody. And I'm talking about in terms of serving on committees of things that she was a part of or volunteering her services to be a part of committees like the Frederick Douglass Institute. Um, she was, she was uh, always she was so supportive and always willing to collaborate as well and present opportunities to you. And so um, these professional invites, of course, evolved into uh, great social and uh, personal interactions. So uh, I, I, um, she was my friend. She, she was my dear friend. And um, she was so helpful. Uh, I, I remember, uh, you know, um, my first... Yeah, I came in as a pretty young faculty member, and she was one of the first ones to welcome me with, with open arms. And uh, one thing I like to say about her is, um, in terms of her support, because that's what really stands out to me to this day, um, it wasn't just lip service. It, it wasn't just, well, how did that program or um, that paper presentation you did, Kevin, how did it go? A lot of times, you know, she would show up Thing she was at every I've had um, I've helped organize fourteen hip hop conferences at Cal U. She was at every one of them, front seat. All right, so she she showed up. Um, she, she put action behind uh, her words and her beliefs of supporting you to the nth degree. And I try to try to carry that because you know uh, ultimately um, you look at people in terms of their legacy, and that's a part of her legacy that I try to you know, uphold and I want to carry on of being as supportive as she was. And that also ventures out to this, this area of mentorship. Um, she was an excellent mentor, of course, to students, uh, but also to, to faculty members, uh, whether it be uh, uh, sharing her dossier materials, helping you uh, increase your levels of professionalism uh, and, and, and all of those things, giving you good advice, giving you constructive criticism. Uh, she was always there for you, uh, 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 very service-oriented, uh, uh, always having her door open, literally and figuratively, not only to students, but to department members as well. Like I said, during uh, the time I got to know her, our class was at 9.30 in the morning. I know for me, 9.30 is too early <laughs> at times, but we would just come into the room like, hi, good morning, like, uh, ready to start the day and just to get us like have us wake up and all that but yeah she was just uh, very kind and all that and I know um, both of you have said uh, said a little about this but uh, Dr. Blumberg did make an impact on campus for so many people students staff um, I don't know if you wanted to elaborate any more on that than you did um, how did she make an impact and all that well, I can certainly say there are things. I don't know why it does that. 
Okay, I can certainly say there are things on campus that she started. Um, we have been acknowledged as a voter-friendly campus, which is a pretty rare designation. Um, we just were acknowledged for the third time. Um, the announcement's coming out uh, tomorrow, I think. And uh, she was the one who put us in place for that. And that's for our voter registration numbers and our efforts to get our students involved in civic engagement. Uh, she was a faculty member who decided that we should send students to the Democratic and Republican conventions, that that would be a really important experience for students. And she made that happen um, every four years for presidential elections for all the years that she was here. Um, so she really started some programs and uh, some ideas that I hope we can carry through that really make our campus a much more um, socially minded and politically minded place. And that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, uh, what, what really stands out to me is um, she did so much. And uh, it's almost like she turned hours into minutes. Um, she did a lot, things that it would probably take me weeks to do, she, she could do in a matter of days. Um, just. The, the American Democracy Project, she showed it a lot of that burden and everything that went along with that. And what we're seeing this year without her, uh, it's taken so many of us, and we've done a great job under the leadership of Dr. Turnerman, um, but so much of what we're doing amongst dozens of us, uh, she was showing a lot of that burden on her own. Um, and she would, you know, occasionally ask for help or position us in certain places, but she did a lot. She she mastered uh, multitasking. I'll definitely say that about her. Um, it's, it's amazing how much she was able to accomplish. And, you know, um, with young kids, I have kind of a crazy sleep schedule at times. Uh, the older they get, the better it's getting. But with that being said, sometimes I would be up at three or four in the morning. So while I'm up, I'm like, why don't I shoot off this email? Uh, to Dr. Madden or, or, or uh, Dr. Blumberg, right? And, and, you know, when they get up or when they get up and about at about 9 or 10, they'll respond to me. I shoot uh, Dr. Blumberg an email at like 3.30 in the morning or 4. She immediately responds to me. I'm like, when do you sleep, Dr. Blumberg? You know, uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was amazing the range of hours that she was up. And you think you're beating everybody to the punch. And, you know, she, lo and behold, she's responding back to you. So, uh there are a lot of nothing but great memories, uh, so many good things to emulate about her. Um, and it, it, it's just an honor to, uh, to have been her colleague. And, um, and I'll say this again, uh, she was one of my dearest friends on, on campus. Definitely. Uh, this event, like we said, uh, takes place uh, Thursday, March 11th from 11 a.m. to noon via Zoom. As Dr. Tuneman said, the Zoom links in the announcements page, or as I said, uh, you can check the Caltimes website uh, for the link and, of course, all other uh, events happening for Women's History Month. And uh, before we uh, end this segment, do you guys have any final words you would like to say? Well, I'll just think that for this event, um, I feel like even if you didn't know Dr. Blumberg, of course, it's a memorial event. It's an event to remind her, but it's also an event that, that everyone can learn from. We're really hoping that people who don't know her at all will come because uh, what we're trying to do is draw lessons from her life and things that she did so well um, that, as Dr. Evans said, we could, we could all try to emulate, right? And um, I think she still has a lot of advice to offer us um, through the memories we're going to share. So I hope people will come check out the event. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it uh, as a celebration. 
as a celebration of, of, of a life well lived. Um, and there's no one more deserving. So uh, please, uh, everybody come out. I know I will definitely be attending. Uh, so just because as we've been talking, Dr. Blumberg just had such an amazing impact to students and staff on campus. So it'll be a nice memorial. And just to take the lessons that she taught us just even further. So uh, again, Dr. Tuneman and Dr. Edmonds, thank you so much for being here today. I uh, just remember that event for the honor Dr. Blumberg will be happening March 11th, this Thursday. Uh, and check the Zoom link on the announcements page in your email or on the CalTimes website at www.caltimes.org and click on the news tab on the main homepage. Uh, thank you again, Dr. Tuneman and Dr. Edmonds. Uh, we need to take another commercial break. Uh, don't go anywhere. You're watching Kate's Corner on CUTV. Pride and passion drives the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. From 55 NCAA championship teams, 294 individual national champs, and counting. Who's next? Make the PSAC yours. PSAC Proud is winning in athletics and in the classroom. Over 3,100 PSAC student athletes are honored as scholar athletes. It's a perfect mix of athletics and academics. It's time to make the PSAC yours. Awkward. I'm the awkward silence. You try to avoid me, then there I am again. But an awkward silence can be a great thing. Like Kelly here is about to demonstrate. You haven't really been yourself lately. Are you okay? Find out how you can help a friend with their mental health at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm very excited for my next guest. Uh, this is her very first time ever making an appearance on my show. And it's kind of a little bit of a family reunion, if you would like to call that. Everyone, please welcome my good friend, Rachel Krieger. Hi, Rachel. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, well, I'm good. It's uh, getting warmer out here, which is nice. Um, but not, not shorts weather yet, which is what I'd like. Uh, but it's getting warmer and my life like revolves around the weather, so. It's Pennsylvania, someone's wearing shorts. At least one person's always wearing shorts. <laughs> but um, so really, it's pretty much long time no see. We haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah, um, hopefully. we saw each other was at the hot dog shop, I think. <laughs> yeah. Before the pandemic. <laughs> but uh, first of all, I hope you're doing well, staying safe and thanks for taking time to be here today. Um, I knew I had to get you on my show before it ended, so for making that dream come true. <laughs> the best for last. <laughs> but well, I still got two more months before my show ends. But <laughs> but uh, for those who don't know, Rachel, we got to know each other through CUTV and Cal Times primarily, and that was fun. I believe you graduated May 2018, correct? Yeah. And so, do you want to describe what you've been up to? lately what you've been doing and all that yeah um a lot <laughs> that's the uh, that's the simple version um you know just kind of going in order when I when I got out of school I was working um a, a seasonal job with the women's premier soccer league um just doing some writing for them helping out with their social media um which was great it was nice um you know kind of dipping my toes into into things um and then in November of 2018, I got hired full-time at um, Dick's Sporting Goods in their marketing department. 
which um, really surprised me because I don't do marketing. <laughs> um, I didn't go to school for marketing. I went to school for journalism. Um, like I wasn't even in the school of communication. I was in the English department um, with uh, with Dr. Carlisle and, and company. So that was it. That was interesting. Um, you know, long story short, not having, not taking video one, video two, and like audio one, audio two, I was taking like English literature and British literature. And I was like, I think I picked the wrong major. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did marketing until I got laid off last year because of COVID. Um, but I, I've been doing a lot of side work and by side work, it's full-time work that is technically side work. Um, I've been with a, with a site called Equalizer Soccer. Um, it's really a hub for women's soccer uh, since, oh gosh, uh, August of 2018, I think. Um, and I'm their social media coordinator. I do writing for them. Um, and, and, you know, when the NWSL season is in full swing, it's like, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of weekends and stuff. So I don't get to go away a lot. Um, now I write for a couple sites. I'm, I'm a senior editor for a site called Last Word on Soccer, uh, with my friend, Matt Pollard. Um, and right now I am here at Lutheran Senior Life up in Zelianople Passive Community. Um, I don't know how much longer I'm going to stay here, <laughs> but, um, it, I mean, it's, it's been a good experience. It's just, um, it, it's not what I want to do with my life. And I, I kind of, you know, discovered that pretty quickly. But I like the people I work with, so. So I was remember when I first texted you last week asking if you wanted to come on, and I I know you were saying, oh, I have, like, what you've been up to lately. Like, oh, I've done so much, and really, hearing that now, you have done a lot since. Yeah, and I graduated. mean, that's the paid stuff. I mean, I didn't even like. I mean, I'm not going to go in for hours because I would literally be here for hours. But I, I mean, I coach basketball. This is my seventh season at Our Lady of Fatima. I'm fine. Finally got to be head coach this year, which has been exciting. But I coach uh, JV varsity girls basketball and I coach JV and varsity soccer. Um, so there's like two weeks, um, two times a year where the seasons like overlap. And it's just pure chaos because it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday basketball, Tuesday, Thursday soccer. So when it's those two uh, weeks that overlap, it's like 14 straight days of you know, coaching, but like, I love the kids. So, <clears throat> and then I have like, I, I call myself the unpaid intern of my church because of all of the different jobs and like things that I have to do. Um, especially now with COVID, like I, I'm in charge of all of the streaming. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I remember when I first came to Cal in fall of 2017, and I came down to the media, sweet open house. And I believe that was the first time I met you. And um, some of the people were asking me where I went to high school at, and I said Ambridge, and almost immediately everyone was like, oh, do you know Rachel? And I'm like, who's Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're neighbors. <laughs> we're Beaver County neighbors. We're literally, you said Zillianople, that's like 10 minutes from here. Yeah, so and like, I, mean, um, I live in Swickley right now, so I'm literally right next to Ambridge. <laughs> and you tell me you went to Hopewell mm -hmm. and all that. I was like, I've never heard of a person named Rachel. <laughs> so I just thought it was funny. That's a memory I know I'm going to keep uh, forever. Um, but so, as I said, you were the um, editor-in-chief, former editor-in-chief of Cal Times, and that's my position right now. So like when I had to take over, when Danny graduated, I know I thought I had some big shoes to fill. But was it fun being editor-in-chief? Because I know I'm having fun 
right now. Oh, I'm not oh, saying oh. that. I, I loved it. It was great. Um, I, I would, I would be in the office like constantly. Um, and it wasn't even just like work. It was, it was fun. You know, obviously there's some stresses to the job. I mean, of course, but like it was, it was a really good time. And I had, I was very lucky to have um, a really good staff. And the, the thing about the Cal times that I always liked, but like, it, it's kind of funny that I like this because you want like your organizations to be big. And like, you know, one thing Dr. Carlisle kept always, you know, saying to me was how do we not have more Cal time staff writers um, with as many people in like the journalism uh, program and whatnot. Um, but I loved the intimacy of it all. Like the, the fact that we had like five or six editors and then maybe we had like seven, eight or nine staff writers because I got to know everybody. I got to know everybody's styles. Um, and like, you know, I, I almost went to undergrad at Point Park and I couldn't even imagine if I did that because I would have never known my staff. Um, I would have never known the people around me because it's how many people are in that program and how many people are in the um, the newspaper they have down there. Um, so it was it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was uh, I graduated in three years instead of four, um, and so I was editor in chief for my last two years. And I think Jeff Helsel said I was the first person to be editor in chief for two years in a row, um, which was kind of like. Well, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, Danny, Danny Beck took over after me and he did, you know, an absolutely great job. Um, and now you're, you're doing it and you've been doing a great job. And I know we've been texting. I'm like, how's, how's my baby? How's the count times? Um, but I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it changed, it definitely changed my life and the freedom you have um, with writing for the Cal times. is just like, you know, it's second to none. It's awesome. It's like you said, you're the first person to be editor in chief for two years. And while mostly people just do it for one year, I'm the second person to do it for two years. <laughs> I've done it since I, my junior year. It's been a lot of fun. And like, as you said, as the years went on, like our staff got smaller, but it was a small but mighty staff. And I'm uh, just happy right yeah. now. It's going good. And because so. sometimes you would have people that came in like, to the first meeting of the year and you would never see that person again um or you would just have people turning in stuff because it was a it was a project for their journalism class um and we did retain some people that way that's how james rudolph got it got into the newspaper and he he was my um opinions editor for a year and, and he was fantastic um at what he did um but yeah i mean the the smallness is a good thing and it's a bad thing but i mean i liked it because i knew i had dedicated people that I could go to and not have to like hunt people down for stories at like one o'clock on Monday when the uh, when the the deadline is supposed is supposed to be noon. Yeah, people don't like to meet the deadlines. <laughs> I know Danny; he would always tell me, "Tom, thanks so much for getting your stuff in on time." It's like people rarely do that, and that's still the case today sometimes. <laughs> but um, moving on here, do you have a what was your favorite memory being with Cal Times and all that? Um, he's going to kill me for telling this story. Taylor, Taylor Barta, um, still, you know, he and I are very close friends. He was our graphic designer. Um, I only, you know, thank God for iPhones having like the date um, and stuff on like, you know, pictures and videos are taken. Um, it was the day before my birthday. And I think it was, 
I think it was my first year as editor in chief. Um, so yeah, I, I think so. He, uh, he would like play these videos on YouTube of like these, it would just be like these stupid videos and stuff. And they would make us like absolutely crack up in, in the office. And the one was like this really stupid like song with like this meme of like this dog on it. And Taylor got up and just started doing this ridiculous dance. And I got it on video and it is my favorite bit. Like if I'm ever sad to this day, I watch this video to like make me perk up or something. But he's gonna kill me for telling that story. Um, but that's that was my favorite like moment in the office. Um, but like, I loved my, I think it was my senior year. Um, I was able to do a lot more with the newspaper and also with CUTV because my junior year, I was working a night shift job at the Herald Standard doing layout for pages. So I couldn't really be on shoots too much. Um, and then I had gotten laid off from that job. And then my senior year, I started working as a stringer for the Mon Valley Independent. So I had a little bit more freedom to do more things. Um, um, in the evenings. So um, my senior year, I started um, picking up more photography for the Cal Times. And I kind of just um, tagged along with with Jeff Helsel pretty much the whole time. And we were, you know, shooting things like I, I think I did like, maybe like eight or nine basketball games, because I tried to even it out too with CUTV because I wanted to, you know, um, I wanted to help do the broadcast. I got to be on some um, games with, uh, with Steve Ruffing uh, for both soccer. Um, and basketball. I think I did. I think I did a game with Colin Kirkwood one time. I don't think I ever did one with Danny or um, or Dylan Godet. But um, also amazing guys and just downright amazing people. Um, but so I got to do. I got to have a little bit more freedom to do um, some stuff like that. And like, um, yeah, I, photography was something I did for a long time. I ran my own photography company uh, for about three and a half years until I um, kind of retired in a way um retired it in september because i'm i'm going for a second masters um so i uh, i kind of retired that but like i really got to hone the craft and um this week at work i'm actually doing a presentation on my photography and like skills and stuff like that and i'm like looking at pictures from like before college during college during senior year and then like after college i'm like wow like if it wasn't for that senior year of being able to really hone those skills with the times, I would have never been able to do um, some of the things that I did post-college. So um, yeah, that was, I mean, every day in the office was like always something, uh, always something funny, always something hilarious going on. Um, but just, I miss those times where it would be me and the other editors just like sitting in the office, putting the pages together and, you know, clowning around and doing stuff. So yeah, good times. <laughs> I said, I know I miss that too. Now that we've been, I've been at home for almost a year now. It's the one year anniversary of our two week lockdown. But, um, but yeah, I miss all that too. And so long story short, definitely being a part of the Cal Times has influenced what you do today when what you have done. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I'm kind of going through a little bit of a different career path right now, but I'll always have journal. Like I say that in like my nine to five, um, but I'll always have journalism because I'm still writing for Equalizer, Last Word, a bunch of other things. Um, so I'll always have that and I'll always be a journalist at heart. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cal Times, it, it, it changed my life. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten the jobs that I had um, 
if I was an editor in chief or if I wasn't an editor in general or just a writer. So uh, it changed, it definitely changed my life. Uh, so before we wrap up here, any, any final words you would like to say? Um, I, I did want to, cause I, I think this is kind of news to Gary, uh, Gary Smith, who's on here with us, but, um, you know, I, I did, I did have a career shift and it's, it's okay to, you know, go to college and like, go for something completely different down the road. I, you know, I got out of um, undergrad and I was like, I'm going to grad school to get my media uh, communications degree. And then I'm going to move to Seattle. I'm going to work for a soccer team and that's it. Um, and then last year in the summer, um, I kind of got an invisible slap upside the head and I realized that maybe wasn't quite what I wanted to do. Um, I'm Roman Catholic. I've always been very big in the Catholic church and it's very important to me. And I started going to school for uh, pastoral theology this last year, um, getting my master's degree in it. So um, I just interviewed for a job at a parish out here for their youth ministry position. So, I mean, I, I went to college for journalism <laughs> and then I went to grad school for media communication. And look where you are now. <laughs> and now I'm applying to jobs at Catholic churches. And listen, I know I'm not going to be a millionaire because nobody who works for the church is a millionaire. But um, it's it's what I discovered, you know, after all the schooling, after, you know, some experience with working um, in these different jobs that that's what I want to do with my life. And um, it's okay for people to have that career shift. I keep saying that I'm going to be a full-time student for the rest of my life because now I'm going for my second master's, which is really tough. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess that's just, um, that's kind of the career path I'm going on. I'm hoping I get this job and yeah, we'll just see where it goes. But I always have journalism. So shout out to Jeff Helsel for um, putting up with me for three years because that's probably the best way I can say it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I know Jeff's dealt with me for three, four years now. I don't know what he's going to do after I leave. <laughs> oh, I gave Jeff so much slack. It was, I mean, he and I are like this to this day, but like, man, there were some times where I was just like, pump the brakes, Jeff. Like I taught Jeff every slang word he probably knows now. <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, a couple times he'd give a nod to you and be like, Jeff, where'd you learn that word at? And he was like, oh, I learned it from Rachel. <laughs> so, but yeah, definitely best of luck trying to obtain your second master's and I know it was so great to see you. Like you said, if we can meet for, up for the hot dog shop, we definitely can. <laughs> yes, likewise, it was good to be here. Listen, like I said, I knew I'm, I'm getting good people on my show before it ends, so I got to get some other famous people that we knew of. <laughs> but uh, like I said, Rachel, thanks so much for taking time to be here today. It's always great to see you. Um, likewise. <laughs> So uh, we need to take another commercial break and uh, we'll be right back with more Kate's Corner after this. Stay tuned, everybody. Hey, Bobo, do trees tell each other stories? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, why don't we go find out? Listen. Can birds draw pictures? I don't have an answer for that. Dad? Do stars visit their friends? Look! I, Krista, take you, Jamie, to be my wife. When we found out that we were pregnant, we were just elated. 
We were just sitting there waiting for the pediatrician. She said she won't be taking you in as a client. We are a lesbian couple, but she's just a baby. She's the one you're denying the service to. Welcome back, everyone, to the show. Normally, uh, we're near the end of the show, as you can see, and this is usually the time I get together with a few of my guests to play a game, but we're gonna do something a little different today. So, as you saw, Rachel was the only person who could attend today's filming of the show. I did ask a few other fellow Cal Times members, but unfortunately, their schedules conflicted with uh, today's taping. So instead, I had them send me an update on what they've been up to since we last saw each other. Um, we have uh, Taylor Barda, Sam Keeney, and Lily Gongaware. Uh, we'll first start off with Taylor Barda. Um, see the picture of him. Uh, Taylor was the lead graphic designer for the Cal Times from 2016 until his graduation in May 2019. Uh, he's currently working as a print production specialist at a company in Greensburg, PA, called Scott Electric. Uh, he's been with the company for four months now, and he said he has made great strides in furthering his career. Uh, his favorite Cow Times memory, as Rachel explained a little earlier in the show, uh, was he and other editors would share some late night laughs, listen to funny music, and share memes to help get them through the pressure of deadlines. So Rachel, you might be off the hook. Taylor might not come at you, because <laughs> Taylor is describing the memory that you described to me earlier. Uh, he definitely says his a time with Cal Times was an incredibly humbling experience. Uh, he definitely misses being in the media suite, but uh, says time down has been one of the best learning experiences and resume builder ever. Um, in closing, Taylor said he'd like to congratulate me on wrapping up my senior year and congratulations on the last few episodes of Kane's Corner. Uh, Taylor, thank you very much for your humble and kind words. Uh, Taylor thought today was the final show but I had to keep reminding him it's not until May. He kept forgetting about it. <laughs> but Taylor, thank you very much for that update. Uh, next up, uh, Lily Gongaware, another former Caltime staff member. Uh, here's her picture, and uh, here's her update. Uh, Lily was also a graphics designer for the Caltimes during her junior and senior years, and she graduated last year in May. Uh, she's been looking for a job, but uh, almost for everyone, the job market hasn't been kind lately because of the pandemic, but she has been applying for some full-time positions while maintaining some freelance gigs and contract positions. Uh, Lily says her favorite Cal Times memory was participating in the org fair and media suite open houses. Um, she said, it's rare to have a whole staff work together and being in extreme work mode, so those events always made a good time, was always made for a good time. In addition to that, uh, she was always excited to show off our work to the student body and just show how much hard work went into Cal Times. Uh, she does say her uh, work with Cal Times definitely has influenced in what she does right now. Uh, her current design of her portfolio, as she was telling me. Um, and she also says she, uh, sorry, she couldn't be here today due to her schedule, but that's okay as long as we got her in. Uh, so Lily, thank you for your update. Uh, and the last former Cal Times member to talk about is Sam Keeney. Uh, Sam graciously sent me a video update of what she's been up to lately 
So let's go ahead and take a look and see what she's been up to. Hi everyone, it's Sam Caney here. I graduated from Cal U in May of 2020 and I was the entertainment editor for the Cal Times newspaper. So since graduating from Cal U, I actually just accepted a full-time video editor position with a company called The Oxford Club. They are a financial newsletter and publication based out of Baltimore, Maryland, and I get to edit all kinds of videos for them. So I'm working remotely right now until their office reopens, but every day I just get to sit at this computer behind me and edit long-form videos and short-form videos. I'm doing a lot of motion graphics work, which is something that is kind of new territory for me, but uh, I'm definitely excited to keep learning and growing my skill sets in that and I actually am working with a whole creative team that's really similar to the Caltime staff. I'm working with graphic designers, video producers, video editors, and even a copywriting staff because we do a lot of script writing and thanks for our promotional videos. So uh, all of this experience is really closely knit to what Caltimes was like and has definitely helped me kind of transition into this new role. So I have a ton of different memories from working at the Cal Times. Obviously getting to spend time with all of you was uh, top notch and up there, but I think one of my most specific and favorite memories would probably be the uh, bi-weekly newspaper routes and filling our carts up and going around campus and getting to deliver newspapers. That was always something I looked forward to, even though it was kind of difficult sometimes, you know, depending on the weather and whatnot, but uh, that's definitely one of my favorite memories from working at Cal Times. Yeah, so obviously I do really value all of the experience and fun times that we had working at Cal Times and CUTV. Uh, there was a lot of creative freedom there and a lot of room for me to grow my skills as a video editor, as a video producer, and as a writer, which has definitely helped me in my current role right now. Uh, being able to step into this role and being a new team member, especially when you're working remote and you're not getting the time to kind of form these personal connections that we may have been able to do if COVID wasn't a thing. So, you know, just having the experience of working with a staff and working with other people of like minds, you know, graphic designers, writers, all of that has really uh, helped me in my current role and made me fit in a lot better, I think. So I'm, I'm really grateful for all of the experience and all of the people I've met through Cal Times and, and the media suite. And uh, I just say thank you again, because from the bottom of my heart, like, all the experience I gained from Cal U has, has definitely helped me in my current role. But to wrap things up, I just want to say congratulations, Tom, on graduating. I'm looking forward to seeing all of the things that you're going to accomplish in your career. I know you got a great path ahead of you. And once again, just thank you all for letting me be on the show today. And thank you again for all of the memories and, and good times that we've had. Thank you so much, Sam, for updating us. I hope you, Taylor, and Lily are all doing well and staying safe. Uh, again, it was unfortunate we uh, couldn't attend today's taping, but maybe another time if you want to, but there's only four shows left to go. <laughs> so, uh, well, that is it for today's show. I'd like to thank all my guests, Dr. Tuderman, Dr. Edmonds, Rachel Krieger, Taylor, uh, Sam, and Lily. I appreciate all the time uh, that you spent with me today and appreciate the updates that you sent me. Uh, well, I need to get out of here. I need to go get ready for work. I'll be at work in just about an hour, so I need to go put my face on. <laughs> I'll see everyone again in two weeks for another new episode. Until then, wear a mask, keep your hands clean, stay safe. Uh, that's pretty much it. Thanks so much for watching, and I'll see everyone next time. Bye, everybody.
The preceding program was a joint collaboration between California University Television, Cal Times Newspaper, and WCAL Radio. Please subscribe to the CUTV and Friends podcast for updated shows.